Hello, George. Hello, Ollie. How are you? I'm. I've. I'm being very brave for a second week because I've just again. I know. I'm not ill anymore. Don't worry about that. Okay. It seems like the curse has been lifted. Probably because oh. we we gave IKEA such a good shout out last week. Um, yeah, yeah. But I've cut my little fingy. You've cut your little fingy. My little fingy cut. And how did you cut your little fingy? Well, it's not very. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like it would hurt, but it, it did. Okay. Um, okay. I cut it by putting my hand in my pocket. <laughs> you need to take those razor blades out on <laughs> I've just put my hand in my pocket and like the one of my nails like sort of bent back a bit and Ooh. and went losing. But anyway, so yeah. I'm being very brave. Um uh-huh. because you and the listeners you're very important to me and my own safety, health, whatever. I, I couldn't care less about that. I just want to keep making content and talking to my friend. Gary Ezra. <laughs> I don't like that one nope. bit. Um, do, you, uh, do you remember when Gary, the name, was going extinct in the UK? Uh, yeah, why? Has that like has it turned around? Has there been a, a... No, I just always found that fascinating that a name would stop being used. And then, but obviously, so for anyone listening, the name Gary hadn't been used for a decade or something, but the, <laughs> the oldest Gary, or the youngest Gary, was 15 in the UK. <laughs> Is, but um, was this true? Or was this one of these, like, pub facts no 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 it was there was well i mean i don't know how reputable the the source was but it was definitely in articles and then obviously people kind of thought oh, i can't be having that and so there was a surge in gary's so they in Im- the UK. immediately conceived a child just so they could call it yeah. gary um, <laughs> yeah i wonder why that was it was there is there like an evil gary that put people you know how like there's not very many adults out there was well, there yeah, i could tell you I could tell you about an evil Gary, but I'm going to save it for after the after we record. Okay, this is a personal Gary. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm talking like uh, world famous Gary, like you know Lineker. Surely he hasn't um, done anything to. Well, there was that time he shat himself for the World Cup. You ever seen that? Yeah, but he got up and played, didn't he? So I think everyone forget. I think that would like add to the well. You might want to call yourself because that's a phoenix. <laughs> He's just proven the name Gary to to go along with. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. the braver, like yourself, Ollie. The brave of the world. Oh, okay. I thought you meant... Oh, he shat himself like you, Ollie. Because I, I want to make oh, clear... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't shit myself. I just am associated forevermore with diarrhea. Um, yeah. And it's not my fault. No, it's not. And I love this new version of you that's so brave each week. Yeah, well, I do think that um, part of it is, is being an uncle. Um, oh yes because i listeners may remember uh, i've been an uncle for a few months now and it has changed me and it does make me better than george and um wiser how are you doing george i'm doing all right ollie i've had a um a very interesting week i've had highs and lows um Mm -hmm. three things um happened to me in the past week that I would say are either of interest, uh, yes, either notable or um, of interest or were negative, Uh, certainly two of them. Um, One of them is more just interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one is I've been watchdogged. Um, What what does that mean? (laughs) uh, Well, (laughs) you've been watchdogged. I've been, well, I'm going to get... I'm going to get my watchdog on hard, right? So I purchased a camera off the internet a month ago. And um, it was a website that wasn't a chain. Um, It was just a website that dealt with vintage film cameras. Okay. Um, I spent over the odds because this website promised that all of the cameras were refurbished Mm -hmm. and as good as new. Yes. As if it was 1997 all over again um, <laughs> when it came to this particular Olympus. Okay. And um, I parted with some hard-earned cash. Um, <laughs> I checked my... I'm now... I've been dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century and I now have a banking app on my phone. Is this um, a new development for you? Uh, about six months. Yeah, I used to have to. I used to have to go into a branch to check to pay in to make transactions, mate. That drives me insane. 
This is, I've been trying to wrangle my mum into the 21st century for a long time now. I've I've managed to get her into contactless. She's a fan of that now, but Mm -hmm. she still hasn't got online banking. She still goes... Yeah, and she she goes, in. she goes in and she like knows the people there and she like has a conversation with them. I hate it, Mum. Stay no, at that's home. Good. That's good. Stay at home and use an app. No, well, anyway, I've got this app and I'm you know I'm comfortable with it now enough. I kind of trust it enough, <laughs> um, and I opened it up and sure enough, the monies had left my account. Okay. Um, a week went by, still no. Um, Communication, no email hmm. to say that I'd purchased it or anything. And then uh, two weeks went by, so I found a mobile phone number on the website. Their only point of contact it's was... A mobile uh, phone. Well, no. No, firstly, there was an email address. So I emailed that, and I got an email back instantly saying, this email address does not exist. <laughs> so I was like, okay. This is getting fishier by the minute. So then I was like, well, they must have a number. And it was just a mobile number. So I rang this number, and a bloke picked up in traffic and was like, hello? And I said, oh, hello, I purchased a camera from your website and the money has left my account, but I still don't, I haven't heard anything from you mm. about the camera. And he said, oh, um, uh, me, I'm just not at the office, I'm not at the office just in a minute, mate. Um, <laughs> do me a favour, um, just send, send us an email, will you? And I thought, well, hmm, okay. I went back on the website and there was like a contact page where you could fill in your details and okay. send a message yes um it's now been a month and i've been well and truly watchdogged because <laughs> so, i've not heard anything okay well i've got a few questions um hit me firstly what did the website end in like a dot blog spot or something like was no. it was it like cheap cameras dot biz no, it was all very professional. It would the website set up is I'll send you a link to it, Ollie. Okay. And you you like me will fall for it. Okay, so um, the graphic design it wasn't like um like some It was above. It was above and beyond what you'd expect. Mm. Very well done. Okay. And the transaction process, um did it appear like in the, was it the same sort of system that you've used on more reputable websites, or did it say like, um, <laughs> email me your, your yeah, what's the... your mother's maiden name? <laughs> what's your the name of your favourite teacher? And can I have the three digit number yeah. on the back of your card? Um, no, it all seemed very legit. Um, at, well, as you can tell by me only just having a banking app, I'm quite cautious <laughs> about these things, um, and. Yeah, so so number one, I've been watchdogged. Okay. <laughs> so to watchdog when you the verb when you've been watchdogged, that's when you Yeah. That's what some yeah. people might call fraud. I've been done over, yeah. You've been El Bumpoed, uh, as we call it in I've Spain. Been, yes. El Bumpoed. Um so that's number one. That's a real shame, mate. I'm sorry to hear that. That's what, well, you know me, I won't let this lie. You wouldn't let it lie, would you? I'm going to go to the, I'm going to hope that they've got an address on the website and see if I might just take my little car for a spin. It's see if there's a door be, I can knock on. It's going to be some bloke's flat and he'll come out in, in his dressing room and be like, oh, fuck, and start scrambling yeah, I'll take around. a little GoPro with me. And I'll <laughs> Excuse like, me, sir. Excuse yeah. me. I've been waiting for one month. Yeah, you, you should watchdog him. Surely... Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Sorry, yeah. It just uh, feels like I've been caught up in an episode of Watchdog. I, I, okay. Is this... And a therefore, th- I've been watchdogged. I've never fucking <laughs> heard of Watchdog. I've got no, what? Don't you mean Crime Watch? No, Watchdog was like a British staple. I swear it was like... Oh, uh, go. This there's been British reports staple. of dodgy dealings in uh, da, 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 and then they would get to the bottom of the fraud. Ah, so like cowboy builders, but but more broad. Yeah, and more like um, internet crime, like suspense. No, but it would be like dun dun. Ah. Charlie here. Well, it would be like George here is a musician, and he spent X amount on a camera. George here um, is a thick musician. He has done a thick <laughs> thing. <laughs> So, yeah, I want to knock on the door and say, listen, mate, I don't want any trouble. I either want a camera or my money back. Okay, um, are you sure, um, like, you uh, you haven't tried phoning this guy again? 
Um, I've sent him a text because it was a mobile number. Shall I read you the text? <laughs> you should call him live on air. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, what's the um, text? No, I better not. I feel like that that might um, weaken my case when I go up to visit him. When you when you go used. watchdog him, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's number one. That's number one. What else? Um, number two is very recent, Ollie. Just as um, we started texting about starting the episode, I said that my washing machine hadn't finished. I put a wash on. Mm-hmm. Um, today I purchased. Here we are, fucking money bags. Okay, buying camera, cameras, a... buying yeah, clothes. Yeah. No, it wasn't clothes. It was a chair. Okay, so I walked uh, past huh. this antique shop twice in the space of three days or something, and I saw this chair in the window, and I thought, oh, that's really beautiful, and I think it will go well in my flat. What are we talking? Okay. Uh, wood made out of wood. The legs are wood, yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting choice. And the um, the actual upholstery, I've later learned, was done using two old rugs um, <laughs> that they've kind of... Honestly, he said that the chair itself is Victorian, but it's French, so it has a different name. 1890, he said. And then they've put these rugs over it. Um, okay, sounds... I, I said... <laughs> So it's you a bought... bit threadbare, but it's got character. So you bought an old chair with some rugs on it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that have been like... And I said to him, one thing I'm a little bit... Cons- we agreed a price. And when I say agreed a price, he told me how much it was. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't do much negotiating. <laughs> no. Um, we agreed a price, as two gentlemen would. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I'm a bit concerned about the wooden legs... Um, potentially scratching my floor, mm. right? And he said, oh, my word, rock and roll really isn't dead, is it, George? And I said, <laughs> come on, mate. <laughs> Work with me here, all right? I'm growing up. Well, and, I was just um, going to say, you know, money bags, bit of a brag. You've got a floor. Yeah, oh, yeah. You've got, got a floor, floor that could be scratched. Yeah, and, put it, and, Ollie, a floor that I'm concerned about getting mm, scratched. Fuck right? yeah, now, how the other half live, eh? I know. My floor is completely Um, riddled with scratches and I couldn't care less. Well, you would have saved yourself the headache that then came next. So I said, have you by any chance got a rug, a small rug that could sit under this chair? Because everything in the shop was of a similar style. And he said, well, old old rugs. (laughs) He said, well, what about this one over here? And uh, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, that could work, yeah. Um, and he said, the rug's yours for 40 quid, right? Hmm. And so I said, okay. I got it home and it was a little bit dirty, the rug for the floor. And I thought, what I'll do is I'll just put it in the washing machine um, and I'll put it on an easy care setting, was the hmm. setting. Um, hmm. Now, I normally wash everything at 30, um, but the easy care, surprisingly, was 40. <laughs> this Wait. is shit podcast material. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me jump no, to please. it, right, Ollie? No, 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 please, please, please. So okay. the, you, you normally do thirty. Is that? Can I hear a bit yeah. more about that? Yeah. Well, I just figured that actually, I'm thinking about the environment, and I'm also thinking about the fact that uh, I'm ha- I'm happy with how things smell when they come out at thirty. I'm surprised that Easy Care is a warmer temperature because I so thought I. to be safe, always go cold. The listeners, please. If you take one always thing from this cold. podcast, always go cold. Uh, so within 10 minutes, I thought, I'll just check the rug. So I open, like I looked through the, um, the door of the washing machine and what was once a kind of cream rug with different colours running through it, different shapes, mm-hmm. was a deep maroon rug. Nice. That would, yeah, but that doesn't suit the decor in this room whatsoever. Okay. Um, so basically... But as we all know... A washing machine locks once it's you know started work and <laughs> yeah I've just let I, what I'm, I'm I've laid it out to dry we will see how it looks once it's dried yeah I'm sure it will dry into the perfect form to as how it I was want before. it so you basically yeah. just put forty quid in your washing machine yeah cheers Ollie well put it that way yeah I I mean look you're my friend and I I'll stick up for you to the very end but did you check the care label well it didn't have one it's antique. You don't shove an antique in the washing machine, then you hand wash, <laughs> you spot wash. I thought wash, you were about to go. 
Ollie, I thought you were about to go, you, you don't put an antique in the washing machine, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, well. I'm yeah. not angry at you. Like, no, I'm not mad, but. Oh, when I say antique, I don't want people thinking, when I say antique, what I mean is old, old and yeah. very threadbare. Yeah, yeah. that's how I um, So. But number three, Ollie, in my list of, they were the two annoying things, and then this one is the more interest interesting one. Okay. Um, More interesting, oh, interesting than in... the fact that you wash at yeah, 30 all degrees. Right. <laughs> yeah, all right. So this is the one that I would like to just ask your take on and see what you think. Because I, um, I think you will have, I don't know, some advice or some, you may have thought about it in the past. Okay. Um, I left the gym on, say, I think it was Thursday of last week. And or Friday, mm -hmm. and uh, I got in a car with a friend, and we had to drive through central London, and we were in the car for the best part of an hour, an hour and a half. And even before I went to the gym, I, I started to feel really quite anxious, hmm. really quite um, sweaty, even before I got there. Very, very fight or flight. At any minute, I thought, I want to go home. Yes. I don't want to be here. Yes, you um, wanted to avoid... Yes, yeah. yeah. And then I was amazed at how good a job you can do, or I can do, or we can do, I don't know, when I'm sat in the car with someone who has no idea mm -hmm. how I'm feeling. And I was able to kind of put on this act, mm -hmm. this bizarre kind of, was I listening to anything that was being said? I don't think I was. Mm -hmm. Was I like... Was I communicating in any... I don't know. I, I got through it and they didn't say at any point, oh, is everything all right? Which mm. suggests to me that I was able to play this role of, you know... Person who, is, person who is doing just fine, thank you very much. Yeah. And, and I, what, like, what, what is that? What, what, why is it that that's... I've ha had many times where... Well, I've had times where I've thought I'm doing an excellent job and then later... It transpires like, oh no, every, everyone knew that you, <laughs> you were feeling like shit. Um, but yeah. then I've also had times where I've got away with it, as it were. Not that it's something you should be desperately hiding or whatever, but there does seem to be, for me at least, there's like an autopilot of just, like you said, I'm probably not engaging very much in the conversation and I probably couldn't tell you what anyone was talking about after in any detail. But you're just mm. sort of like nodding at the right times, making the right kind of n human noises that humans make when they're in discussing things. And just like, yeah. um, I mean, especially in cars, I've had that a lot because I, I struggle in, on long car journeys. And at least the thing about the car is you don't necessarily have to be making eye contact with with people because that can sometimes be the giveaway your shifty eyes that <laughs> won't stay in one place <laughs> yeah. but i mean but, lo but long term is that I, I found myself asking myself in that moment should i just say something you know, should i just just i don't know address it I, I don't know i felt really confused by the whole thing well you you're with friends you say one yeah one yeah. friend i mean but sorry what were you gonna say well no we were we were together in a in a work capacity okay um and i think at the, in that moment i didn't well i obviously didn't think it was the right thing to do but did you want to i mean there are times when i sort of want to say something but feel like i shouldn't because of some unfair pressure, you know, some imagined thing that like, oh, if I say something, then people are going to think I'm weird or I'm going to ruin the atmosphere. And in those situations, I probably should just say something because the truth is it usually improves things because you, for whatever reason, you were feeling anxious and then you had this extra level of something to worry about, which was, do I say something? Yeah. Or... Or what I have is sometimes, you know, obsessing over like, am I showing it? Can can people tell that? Am I being weird, basically? Um, yes. And saying something just immediately takes that away. 
just quick, something to add to that, Ollie, mm -hmm. is I, and I'm, I not, this isn't the right way to have felt, I know, and this is something that I need to work on next time that happens, but I felt I did, really didn't want to burden this person. That's definitely a reaction that I've had and I've heard lots of people describing, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a healthy one because as difficult as it is to think about in the moment, usually in those situations, the truth is that the person is not going to be... Obviously, it depends on the situation, but you're in a car with... Let's take this specific example. You're in a car with someone. You say, oh, by the way, I'm just I'm feeling a little bit anxious at the moment, just so you know, it will probably pass, blah, blah, blah. Mm. They're not going to then go like, oh, fuck, okay, and be like knuckle, white knuckling the steering wheel and like keep looking at you <laughs> yeah. like, are you still anxious, mate, every five seconds? Well, it's not contagious, is it? No. <laughs> yeah. But I've definitely felt that way before. If I'm traveling with my girlfriend, traveling is something that is difficult for me, but traveling is also stressful for her just because it doesn't, you know, make her... She's not going to have a panic attack necessarily, but she's, it's still stressful. So I... I would say it's quite a stressful thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to add another layer of stress by saying, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. But even as I'm saying that, I think I probably should anyway in that case, because just the act of saying it is usually a huge help for me. And if I feel better, then there's nothing for my girlfriend to be worried about because I'll tell her I'm feeling better. And also, yeah. in those situations with a, like, a very close relationship, like, you know, you, you support each other. That's what people, friends and family, and that's what people do. So the idea of burdening, you know, your friend or girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, they're they most likely do not see it as a burden. They just, they care about you. They do their best to do whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah. I just found it very interesting. And, and actually one thing that helped me in the moment is knowing that me and you have this regular conversation. Mm. Something that kind of kicked into action at the time was, ah, oh, I'd love to hear Ollie's like, thoughts on this, mm -hmm. which was a bit of a distraction. It was quite nice to ha to know that there, if, even if in the moment I wasn't, I didn't feel prepared to talk about it. I knew that in time you could. That there's somebody I will be able to talk to about it. Yeah. The curious thing is as well. I remember the other week where you had had a particularly tough day of it, mm -hmm. and um, I said, "What do you think might have been the catalyst for it?" And you said, "Well, it doesn't really work like that." And I'd, I listened back to that episode and thought, yeah, actually, I don't remember ever there really being a catalyst for any of my obsessive thinking. I don't like I don't think that it's like, oh, blimey, not that advert again. Or, you know, oh, mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. That, and I was thinking that on my way to the gym that morning. How come I've woken up this morning? Yeah. And you... it's I, I'm not looking to you for an answer here, but I just find that maybe it's that that need to to have the answer to things. Yeah. Why is it that I'm feeling this way? But that's um, that's something that I'm trying very hard to stop doing because trying to rationalise something that is completely, in its very nature, is, is irrational, that you're going to drive yourself mad chasing the snake's tail trying to find mm. what the answer is. Yeah. I, I'm trying to be more like... Okay, I feel anxious. Not gonna. I don't know why, but I am. So accept yeah. it. It's gonna pass. Let's get on with the day. And of course, yeah. easier said than done for anyone listening, thinking, "Oh, well, that is a huge simplification." I know it is, but that's just something I'm trying to do. Not saying I'm particularly good at it, but yeah. there's no satisfying answer. Obviously, in some cases, like if you're triggered by space you know small spaces like i am sometimes I, I can sometimes i can say the idea of getting on this crowded metro is making me feel anxious but a lot of the time it's just i can be having a fantastic day then i start to feel anxious and then i make it worse by going why the fuck are you feeling like this you're having a great do day you, do you ever have it 
I've had this for as long as I can remember, but it's almost, and this is part of the, the uh, intrusive thoughts as well. Often I will start a run of intrusive thoughts almost it's like I'm testing myself mm. so it will be like it will it, I'll say to myself like god wouldn't it be bad if you thought this right now mm-hmm. in my head so in a certain situation <laughs> I'll think like the what the wrong thing to do the bad thing to do as a person would be to think this mm-hmm. now that will then spiral into well hang on if you can have that thought you must does that be. mean you are that person etc etc yes. and as a kid even I remember and it's part of the reason I still, I have very few New Year's Eves that I've properly enjoyed because there's this thing of like, you're in a room with everyone you love and there's everyone and you go like, what you'll if? say to yourself like, yeah, what if? Or this won't last forever. Or, you know, mm. da, da, da. And, and it's, it, it's like a, um, a block in the road of ever being able to enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yes, yeah. that is absolutely, it's that little that little demon, that cheeky little demon who, um, for me, and this is something that I also remember happening as a kid, every night before bed, I would suddenly have, uh, you know, the worst possible thoughts about things happening to my family, etc. Yes. And then I would just be sitting there basically arguing in my own head saying like that's not going to happen that's not going to happen and then the thought would come and i'd be sort of battling back and forth and Mm -hmm. it almost became like a routine i Mm -hmm. knew that that was going to happen before bed and it still i think it's part of the reason i'm a bad sleeper is i i'm not very good at being alone with my thoughts uh yeah it's the intrusive thought thing it's like because it's such an awful thing to think about, that seems to be why it's coming up. It's like the worst yeah. possible thing you can imagine. It's the last thing you want to think about, but it is something that comes back more and more. I always forget about the fact that this is something I'd done since I was a kid. Like whenever my yes. therapist asks, you know, like when do you first remember like being anxious or having intrusive thoughts? I always say uni. Because that's when I like first had uh, big panic attacks and stuff. But but really, I've done this thing, whatever it is, uh, this little argument in my head, and I'm sure lots of people do as well. I've done that for as long as I can remember. But do you find something that I relate to with that? But I don't know if you will think the same thing. But when I think back to anything that I allowed to become an intrusive thought as a child it's almost as if they the reason it's so much more intense now is because i'm able to like think of genuinely the the worst thing to happen in from a society's point of view or from a as a child it was almost a bit more fantastical my my thoughts would rely more on maybe even i knew they weren't possible if that makes sense whereas as, as you've grown up and it's i'm aware of the it's like you are aware of more taboos so you can break yes. them in your head more yeah i mean yeah 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 and and more your worries in life become more realistic i don't want to say real because they're, they're exactly realistic not yeah. that they're real but that's perfect realistic yes that's definitely true i mean okay i'm going to give a very bleak example but i think it's probably helpful you know when i was a kid i might think you know, last thing before bed, I'm all tucked in. I've had my hot chocolate. And then I hear the little imp say, like, what if you wake up and all your family is dead? And mm-hmm. I would be like, well, that would be horrible. I don't want to think about that. And then it would go, but I'm going to make you for a long time. Yes. Whereas now it might be more specific. What if person you love gets this disease you saw a documentary about the other day and saw how awful it is and what it does to people and families blah 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 now i have so much more detail because for some reason i fill my mind with netflix documentaries about murder disease drugs whatever so i've got this great vocabulary my mind the, the little imp has grown with me at first it was inarticulate it was just like what if uh, daddy die and now it's like yeah. what if daddy gets alzheimer's which is blah, 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 blah. yes 
So now there's a lot more material to, to, to work with. Being a grown-up is fucking hard. And being a kid is much easier relatively for most people. Yes. And that's but that's what I've found, exactly. And that's why I think I wouldn't have ever identified but what I was experiencing as a kid as being obsessive tendencies because I, actually I just thought everyone's mind worked like that. Mm. I just thought this was and then it was it got to a point about a year ago it will have been or 18 months and it got so intense that there's I knew that it got to a point where a day would be so intense I I wouldn't even fall asleep without having cried mm -hmm. for a while and not in like a not about the thought and not in like I need but just it was like at the last resort release mm -hmm. of this energy you just exhausted and, and yes and 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 then you realize well no this probably isn't just the default setting of the human mind mm -hmm. you've managed to find yourself in this really toxic pattern mm -hmm. that's and that was one of the kind of inspirations to you know the kick up the ass to go right you need to educate yourself George, about what this is mm -hmm. and yes and you, it's time to admit that trying to navigate your way through this by yourself is is by no means the, the not, correct way to go yeah and it's not it's not going to help anyone because it's not going to help you and it's not going to help any of the people around you no there is no honor in being this lone soldier it's um well it's it's a it's a it's a, a kind of dying idea isn't it the kind of stoic um stiff yes. stiff upper lip yeah it's it's being eradicated and i think that's, that's one of the excellent thing important things yeah mm -hmm. well i mean what you what we're talking about now is kind of part of this bigger issue or idea of mental health problems can often be not always but they're often invisible it's like you were saying you could be in that car that whole time and you're ill but it's it's an invisible yes. Ill illness and but i just wish i didn't didn't do this thing of still trying to you know crack jokes and you know make conversation when really but i'm not there i know i'm not there yeah i mean but it yeah it's it's a hard thing to do because we are hardwired to do that or at least that's how i feel um maybe it is a kind of masculine bullshit thing of soldiering on through but yeah i think we we need to somehow break that that pattern of um i mean it's already good that you while you were thinking that you were at least able to think like I'm going to talk to Ollie about this or whatever. Um, yes. Because at least at least you're not completely in that... If you're sitting there thinking, this is just going to sit in my stomach and I'm never going to talk about it or whatever, that's, that's much less healthy. So, listen, we're trying, we're learning, we're growing. But there you go, mate. That's um, So I've been watchdogged, I've shrunk a rug or, or bleached the colours and I've had a existential crisis in a smart car heading through london wow so, what a week yeah so there, that's there i am well here i am do you ever wonder how celebrities order food like is sarah paulson a diet coke or a regular coke girly <laughs> some peasant coke no or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, let me tell you a tale from my week which is similar in in scope and pathos and magnitude last week remember i was a bit nervous about my spa day mm. i had a spa day with my girlfriend for valentine's day how did it go okay so we go in and for the first hour we're in the sort of the wet zone <laughs> I'm sure that's not what it was called. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's got. What do you mean the wet zone? It's got a jacuzzi. It's got the saunas. It's like okay. Yeah, it's I guess the main spa bit. 
Um, the more communal area. Yes. And we actually had it to ourselves. The, the splash most... zone. The splash zone. <laughs> we're in the... Cannonball. We're... <laughs> yeah. We had it to ourselves. So luckily I wasn't too worried about... I mean, I probably could have cannonballed. Um, yeah. Do cool tricks underwater. But I, I didn't. Um, and we were there. And for the first like 20 minutes, I was like, it's nice. I mean, sauna, I don't get it. I don't understand. It just, I went in one and it was like, a, I think it was a Turkish sauna and it just like felt like you were vaping constantly. <laughs> but wait, was it a steam room or a sauna? Well, there was two kinds. There was a Swedish sauna and a Turkish one. And... But was one wooden and one more yes. like mosaic tiles? Yes. Yeah, see, I like the one with the tiles. That's the one that the felt steam. like vaping, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so first 20 minutes going fine. They, they, uh, my girlfriend had a glass of kava and I had a, a glass Whoa! of uh, green tea because it's hashtag parch march, which maybe we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. And it was all great. But after a while, I was, it wasn't that I was anxious. And my mind wasn't running around being horrible to me like we just talked about. I was just fucking bored, man. I <laughs> yeah. I didn't have my book and I didn't have my phone or anything. And there was no clock in there. And I was, I had no idea. I'm so used to knowing exactly what time it is, which is, you know, something I should also try and let go of a bit. But I can't live in the moment. I was just thinking like, how much, how long have we been here? How much longer will we be here? And I couldn't just enjoy it for what it was. And I kept moving between the jacuzzi and the two saunas, like hoping like something would just click and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is actually wicked. And it didn't happen for me. I, I read all the health regulations on the board because I had nothing else to read. <laughs> yeah. And it was, um, I think it was a bit but of a Ollie. Google Translate job because it said... I if, if you think you are about to brown out, <laughs> leave the sauna, which sounds like, yeah, something that... Well, I think that's quite good advice. Yeah, I don't want to brown out in the middle of public, no, public space. Um, yeah, so that part was not for me, but the second part was a massage. I like massages. I was excited. I was happy when the, the massage therapist came out and, and escorted us into the room and she said the white one is for the lady and the black one is for the gentleman and I realized she meant these little panties oh and I I think you've had experience of this before George because I think we've discussed it but I opened up this package and this I mean I am not a shoelace fell out yes I'm not trying yeah. to make any claims about uh, the size of, you know, whatever going on down there. Of your cheeks. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I mean, it sort of did the job. It covered um, the main lad. But yeah. my ass was fully exposed. It was a thong. And I, <laughs> I, I don't have any issue you know wear what you want but i don't want my first time experimenting to be in fucking public and with a, a stranger yeah. and um so i put this on and i was saying to my girlfriend like fucking hell you're like you can see my whole ass and she's like in obviously enjoying this very not enjoying yeah. seeing yeah, my obviously ass. mate yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no enjoying my discomfort and yeah. um I lay down and I said to her, can you put the towel over me? Like, because I want to make sure that it's like really covering everything. She's like, okay. And she put it on. And then <laughs> the, 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 the two masseurs, masseuses yeah. um, came in and it was really weird because they put the lights down low and they didn't say hello or anything. They just, when, when we were lying down flat, they just came in and suddenly the sort of midi piano music started. <laughs> yeah. And immediately the woman pulls down the towel and goes to fucking town on my ass. And <laughs> apparently God. I carry all my stress in my ass because that was the sort of focal point for most of Ooh. the hour. 
Um, so you've got a strong buttock. No, I just got. A, I've got a stressed ass. I mean, it's as oh, as, you've as taken you and, all your stress there. Yeah, as you and the listener know, that my well. ass has been through a hard time recently. But 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 that's why if you often if your lower back hurts, what it actually is is your glutes pulling. It's your yes. bum. Yes, is taut. So I think that was. I mean, you know, she did move on from the ass, but it was just I was already. Uh, feeling a little bit self-conscious about my exposed ass, and then she just goes whoosh, and then starts fucking yeah. kneading it, um, <laughs> like a huge bit of dough, and it's a bit of sourdough. Yeah, and and bear in mind at this point they've still not said anything, so it's just like the music playing and like someone touching my ass, and and then she withdrew, so I couldn't I couldn't feel her hands anymore, and. All of a sudden, she's in my ear whispering, and it fucking terrified me. Like, I jumped. <laughs> and she just goes, please relax. Like, right in my ear. And I was fucking terrified. And I was like, oh. And she was like, no, no, relax. And so I Ooh. tried to relax a little bit. And, um, you know, the little hole you look through as you lie down. In the, oh, yeah. in the table suddenly a hand appears and she's like inhale and I was yeah, like yeah. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. is that normal you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay it's okay. all normal but, but also Ollie, I just want to say when you got given this little thong yeah. I had an experience once where there wasn't a white and a black option it was just like oh put this on and I barely fit one foot through it and then it got like <laughs> She knocked on the door. This masseuse was like, are you ready? And I was like, oh, just a minute, please. And then I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to have to get under this towel and de don't make any eye contact between now and getting back to my hotel room. Did you just you, act as if this is normal? Did you go commando or you, or you did? You did pull it on? No, it was more embarrassing than that. Like I, I pulled this bloody like, it was like a dental floss I pulled around my waist. <laughs> <laughs> I remember then, you. you know, please relax, because I wasn't relaxed at I all. I know. Yeah, I, 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 uh, look, I'm disgusted by my own body, and the idea of parading my doughy ass around in a fucking thong. <laughs> um, you know, the the people were the masseurs, whatever, were great. It ended up being fantastic. This is nothing on them. This is me. This is all in my own head. Um, Don't worry, they're not listening, Ollie. But, <laughs> yeah, just, no, 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 they're really good. They're really good. <laughs> but um, then at the end, uh, as we we went back to the changing rooms, and I thought... Ha ha ha! I'm gonna keep my thong and send George a picture because it's funny. <laughs> so I put it in my bag. I haven't seen this picture. No, I haven't sent you. I, but I forgot, so I put it in my bag. And then today, as I am in the co-working space in the communal area, I reach into my bag, take my laptop out, and my little thong falls out on the fucking table. And yeah. I am not sure if anyone saw. It would be very difficult for them not to have noticed. So they're probably thinking I'm some kind of fucking perv, man. Because not because I wear well, a thong, you've got but because your, I've got someone you've else's. Got, yeah, you've got your uh, pillbox alarm going shaka shaka. Yeah, and, a, and my little and a thong spooled over on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. It's a really good way of meeting people, um, Ollie. Just I, this probably shouldn't be included in the podcast, but I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if you had your cute little bum out and what you did was you slipped 20 euros between your cheeks <laughs> as what? a treat for the masseuse so to when find. So she, when she pulls out the, off the towel, <laughs> yeah. it's just, and then the little whisper, gracias, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, just <Muchos> gracias. <laughs> I mean, um, overall, it was a good. It was good, and I, I definitely, I didn't have any of the problems I expected to, which was feeling anxious and mind running all over the place. I just got bored and then had to get my little ass out. Um, so all in all, pretty good experience. Yeah, man, I'm happy. And also, here's a question for you, Ollie. Mm -hmm. What would you rather? Would you rather be bored or anxious? Oh, definitely bored. 
Well, there you go. This is a pretty good day. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think I've accepted that uh, the the wet zone in um, a spa is not for me. Um, right. I like a good bath, but not with seven or eight other people necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very European. It's oh god, it's so hashtag European. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I also, I've been, I've been going to the gym because uh, listeners may remember George and I, um, we're on a health kick. We're yes. We're shedding worries, pounds, and um, thoughts. I guess words because I cannot think of them <laughs> right now. Um, we are, mate. It's parched March. It's begun, uh, you know, for real. I mean, it it's, it had already begun, really, but we're deep in parched March at this point. Um, and there's went, no going back. There's no going back. I had my green tea at the spa place. I turned down the the carver, um, and yeah. So I've been going to the gym, and I I actually I joined a new gym that is closer to my flat. Because uh, I thought the closer it is, the more likely I actually go. Um, and <laughs> when I say it's close, it's on my street, essentially. So it's very close. Um, yeah. And the first day I had signed up online and I went in and I said to the receptionist, I showed them my email and said it was my first day. So did I need to sign anything? And she kept saying something to me in, in Spanish and I thought she was saying that I hadn't signed up. So I was, yeah. like, at first, politely, but probably getting a bit more indignant as it went on. I was, like, showing her the email, like, no, look, por favor, I've signed up. And eventually I realised she's saying to me, uh, you're in the wrong gym, mate. And <laughs> I had been smug fucking dick at just, uh, no, 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 please read the email. And she was probably saying, <laughs> yeah. I have read it. Stupid man, yeah. thick yeah, man, yeah. leave. Um, You've signed up to Gymshark. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the 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 way I had kind of um, convinced myself that I was in the right gym is because it had this uh, this word in it. So I was like, I, and the same word was on the sign. So I was like, I must be in the right place. But I realised it's just the name of the fucking area. So it's like me going to a, <laughs> yeah. a gym in London and being like, no, mate, London gym. <laughs> yeah. This must be the one. Yeah. Um, well, how have you found Parched March so far? Uh, Parched March is, is going okay, I think. I mean, there's been a few times I've texted you uh, saying, God, I'm parched. But yeah. that's just more of a solidarity between between two thirsty boys. I in in general, it's been. I, I've got to admit that it's not been very long, so it's it's not proven too difficult yet. Yeah. And I also have felt no benefits whatsoever. Um, right. Uh, and I also going to the gym. You know how people say like makes you feel good about yourself and yeah. stuff like that. Nah, 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 nah. The first day I, well, later that day when I got to the right gym, I went in and um, I was on the treadmill and then I did the like bike machine for a bit and I was sweating and feeling very, it took it out of me, but I was like, you know, that's a good thing. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I start looking around at like everyone else around me and like they still look kind of like normal or like some of them even glamorous. Um, yeah, while but that's a, that's a common trope at the moment. The gym I go to, people have like full face of makeup on, people are on Instagram, people are... And I just think like, you've got, you got to get that sweat on. But the thing is, I mean, I was, ne I was next to... There was a woman next to me and a guy on the other side. They were both um, working much harder than me. But because they were just <laughs> in oh, better shape, they, <laughs> yeah. like, they appeared like uh, absolutely normal and fine. And they yeah, weren't gagging but... for breath. And yeah. that in itself is fine. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm not in shape. I'm trying to get in shape. That's why I'm there. So, yeah, that's fine. But... Some guy freaking freaking 
<laughs> Some guy made a little comment about me to a group of his pals, <gasps> and they all laughed. No. no. He pointed at me and said, Caliente? So, are you hot? Basically, because my face was so red and I was sweating, and they all fucking pissed oh. themselves. And I was just like, you dick, man. Like, yeah, what a knock. We all know there's a reason I'm here. I, I, yeah, I am aware also, that I'm, I'm unfit. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. trying, That's man. the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was not the best uh, reintroduction reintrodu to gym life. I know that not all gym people are like that, but I just happened to find that the one guy, the one gym shark himself, being an absolute rat. Um, and yeah. all his pals, all his cronies in the corner. <laughs> Look at this yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was caliente. So what? Yeah, I was. You should have said, yeah, and I'm also new and noteworthy, mate. Yeah, How's your podcast going? <laughs> that would have showed them. Yeah. <laughs> Pull my phone out. Look yeah. at this. Listen. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, Ollie. Yes. Listen to this. Okay. Are you cracking open a can of non-alcoholic beer? I've got myself a nice brew dog nanny steak. Okay, so... Alcohol-free hoppy ale. How do you find it? Because I've not uh, tried... I've not gone down this route yet. It, honestly... Does the job? It's d More than. It's a very nice drink. Okay. So, is this something you reach for when you might normally reach for a... For a, a lager. Pint of vodka. Pint yeah. of vodka, So, yeah. like, the, the, the thing... You, you like the taste of beer. Yes. Beer is a nice drink to drink at the end of the day. Yes. Um, <laughs> and this this does the job. Okay. It tastes like beer. Then... But um, there's no alcohol in it. Yeah. It's like getting a Shandy Bass on Heart and Common circa 2005. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those... Those... Those heady days. Yeah, those heady days of big old Shandy Bass, 0.0001% alcohol. So so they've cracked it then, because there's... Genuinely, they have. There's been a... a for a while, alcohol-free beer has, mm, you know, maybe not been... Had the best reputation. But, okay, I'm going to try... What's it called? Nanny State. It's called Nanny State, yeah. And okay. it's... um. Uh, it's faultless, as far as I'm aware. Oh, my If someone gosh. served you that... Yeah, well, because this whole, you know, IPA trend, mm -hmm. it's got more flavour to it than just a lager. I think trying to reproduce a lager without any alcohol is quite a yes. hard task. Whereas this, they can kind of they can get away with the... the get hoppy, in there. hoppy flavours without the, mm. the booze. Okay, so I'm going to assume from that that Parch March is going all right for you, then. Parts watch it, but you gotta remember in two days I will have I'm two weeks into it. Ah because yes. I kind of was um you know struck by a wave of inspiration in uh, Paris. <laughs> um and Is I, that what you call it? Yeah. I realised I owe it to myself to start um looking after myself a little better. Yes. And um I I am at this point, two weeks in I am feeling the benefit. Okay. I'm, I am um it's funny, I, I feel as if I can throw myself into lifestyles and commit, you know, I could, I, like if it's a, let's go out and drink, I can do that every night. And then I can say to myself, no, let, come on, let's look after yourself. And I'm in bed by 9pm with a book. Yeah. And, you, you, you know, I'm happy with both. You've always been very good at, um, when you decide to take something up or give yeah. something up, you just do it. Whereas I'm more uh unreliable uh waste uh waste uh, um no uh loser no um <laughs> failure um but i'm not gonna fail this because i've got you and the the podcast listeners out there keeping me strong i wonder if any listeners are gonna get him get on board the parts march perhaps they will and george do you want to mention you know, last time when we were talking about Parch March, we were like, what can we call this period in March where we don't drink, where we give something up? What yeah. could we call that? And uh, you pointed out after the fact, you'd realised that it's Lent, in it? It's Lent. It's like a well-known yeah. thing. That's what people, <laughs> yeah. that's what people do. Yeah. But Someone no, for us, me, it's I said, Parch I'm not March. Drinking. 
Yeah, but I said, no, I'm not drinking. And they said, oh, you're, you're doing Lent. And I just, I wanted the world to swallow me up because I was about to go like, <laughs> those parched march. And then I realised, <laughs> oh no, there's this ancient tradition. Um, nah, yeah. parched so march all the way, man. Yeah, well, who knows? It might overtake Lent. As, uh, as <laughs> Fingers crossed. But in years to come, it'll yeah. be like, so what are you giving up for parched march? Yeah, could be. Could yeah, be. Could be. Um, have you got any... Is there a little messenger on the horizon that's coming towards us? Um, I think I can spot a little disgusting peasant with a sack. Ahoy um, there! Young messenger! <laughs> this way! <laughs> Email for you, my lord. News from the East, sire. Emails just come in, my lord. Um, so this email, uh, this email, we're going to keep anonymous, but it is uh, from someone who says, I've recently moved to Australia from my home in the Lake District. Um, I wanted to send a message for a few reasons. First one being how much help the podcast has been. The pair of you discussing the issues in such a real way has genuinely made such a difference to how I perceive myself. I was diagnosed a little over a year with OCD, which was actually a relief because it made sense and for once I didn't feel like there was something wrong with me. Uh, they go on to say some more nice things about us, but then they say, I was writing predominantly to ask for some advice. I know that Ollie lives in Barcelona and I heard on the podcast that he'd struggled with meeting new people and I am too. I'm quiet at school and feel as though I purposefully avoid potential interactions and don't know how to get out of this rut. Uh, also wondering if you had any tips for experiencing panic attacks in public slash school. I've noticed more recently that I've been struggling at school, not so much to hide the attacks, but I'm too socially anxious to excuse myself. It's a big defeatist cycle. So this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, George, about you had this car journey where you were mm. hiding the fact that you were feeling anxious. Um, yeah. I have had... Lots of experience with panic attacks in public or uni for me uh, rather than school. And I completely sympathize with this person because I, for ages, it was the fear of having a panic attack would give me a panic attack. And it made me avoid lots of things because I would think I don't want to go to that lecture because what if I want to leave halfway through? People will notice so it's easier to just not go at all. And what I would say is, as daunting as this might be, um, particularly at school, if you tell your teacher or your, if you have a form tutor or something like that, if you just explain, it doesn't have to be in detail, a little bit about what's going on with you, I found that for me, that made a huge difference because mm. this whole pressure, I mean, of course, I still felt anxious and I had pressure in different ways but you don't need the extra pressure of thinking well what if I have to then explain what's happening to me in the middle of a panic attack or whatever and just knowing that there is someone there you know in the position of authority or whatever um, who knows what's going on and you could maybe even come up with some kind of like a code or something of how you can excuse yourself and gesture to the teacher that you're feeling anxious and you want to leave for that reason without explicitly saying it in front of the whole class if that's something you don't want to do because I can understand not wanting to do that. I think that the teachers will probably have had previous experience with this from other students. Most people, this is a controversial opinion, people can actually be um, very nice have you found this, George? People are very yeah. understanding. At uni, I had so many um, tutors, professors who like went really out of their way to make things easier for me. And it kind of made me realize this whole time I'd spent trying to hide it from everyone, I could have been getting getting some support. So yes, to this person, I would say in school, Telling someone, teacher, something like that, or, um, yeah, I think teacher would probably be best, will probably make you feel better anyway. And it means that you have some system in place that if you start to panic, you can, you know, if you, if you dab to the teacher, 
they know that you need to excuse yourself to, to have a yeah. panic attack. Um, Maybe something a little lesser. No, I think stand up, say dab, say the word dab, and then dab, yes. and then walk out. That is the best way of no, But then your classmates would be like, how come she's allowed to dab and then leave the room? <laughs> That's not fair at all. No, they'll just all start dabbing. They'll be like, oh, this, who's this cool new kid who's dabbing? I would also just, I think everything you just said there, Ollie, is wicked advice. I th I'm sure there will be, if not a few, at least one teacher that will, you know, be the person that you, you should consider just confiding in and let them know, you know, it won't be all the time. But if ever it does happen, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. um, and I imagine they will be there in your corner. I would just also like to say that the next time you find yourself deep in the spiral of a obsessive thought pattern or anything, uh, just remember that you are not by any means a freak um, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, alone in what you're experiencing. I think that it's, um, you're absolutely right by understanding it a little better, even, you know, you're, no, you're never going to be an expert or maybe you are, I'm talking for myself, I'm never going to be an expert, but understanding it a little better definitely does help. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for writing in. Yes, and one last thing on that, actually. Uh, something my therapist said to me, which terrified me, was towards the beginning of our time together, she said something along the lines of, our goal is going to be to make you feel able to have a panic attack anywhere. And I thought... Nah, that's, that's not nah, a that fucking goal. I don't <laughs> yeah. want that. But now I do understand it because while I would, I wouldn't say I am anywhere near that feeling that way. I am more kind of accepting when it's happening. I am getting better at saying, "Okay, this is going to happen. There is no point in trying to suppress it because it won't work. It will probably make it worse." So. You let it happen, you ride the wave, you remind yourself that it's happened before and you're still here, mate. And mm. eventually, hopefully that will kind of take take away the power it has over you. Because for me at least, so much of my anxiety comes from the idea of having a panic attack somewhere or feeling anxious. And it's, a, it's as, as the emailer said, it's a, um, a big... Uh, vicious cycle so that's just something to bear in mind and thank you very much for your email and uh thank you little peasant boy um who's just been lying here on the floor since he got <laughs> yeah, here, begging for coin coughing <laughs> yeah. um yes thank you very much for the email and thank you little peasant boy off you trot now yes now now um, um, Ollie, we've been on the phone for an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah, and been... I know that this will be cut down, but I wonder if we need to kind of say so long, see you tomorrow. Um, yes. Can I just quickly say what I hope for you for this week? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hope you smile. Yeah. I hope you laugh. Yeah. And I hope that the villain who stole your money and is not giving you your camera from 1997. Is that a good year for cameras? Is that like a vintage For this particular one. For the, okay. um, for the, Olympus. For the um, ad adventure that I've got coming up in a few months. Ah, yes. Um, I need something that is hardy and okay. something that can... Rugged. Not just with... Exactly. It can be thrown in a bag. It can be thrown anywhere. And it can <laughs> capture the moment, Ollie. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you manage to get that and that you uh, have learnt your lesson and, um, yeah, don't be so thick next time. So, yeah, have a good you, week. <laughs> yeah, I, and can I just apologise for my... the fucking... the most boring story you've ever heard on a podcast earlier on with me washing stuff and all of that. I no, apologise. I really hope your rug dries um, in a... Well, I could send I could send you a picture maybe. Ollie. Please, uh, maybe put it on your Instagram story because I think people will be going insane thinking, okay. is, is George's rug okay? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll post it. Um, I'll post it when this, this episode goes live. Okay, mate. Well, I hope you have a lovely week 
and <gasps> oh ollie 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 <sighs> yeah contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com oh, yeah. okay uh, <laughs> okay let's do that again um <laughs> We should quickly say that if anyone wants to get in touch with us, uh, how would they do that, George? What would you say is the best way? I would say the best way to get in touch with us is to email us at contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. That's contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. And subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a review. Tell your friends. Um, just spread the good word. And for anyone doing Parched March out there, stay strong. <laughs> sayonara. Is it Sayonara? <laughs> Don't think okay. so. Oh, it's Sayonara. Sayonara, man. Sayonara, dude. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>